Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Psychic's Thoughts. I just uh, want to do a quick, quick, <laughs> you know me, quick relative to my other podcast episodes about music and m- making music, making my rap music more specifically. Now I know I've done far too many videos and uh, podcasts and everything about it, but it's one of those things that's constantly growing, evolving, and adapting, and something I'm going to constantly keep talking about for as long as I do it. It's a new love of mine, and so I plan to do it for as long as I can or as long as I enjoy it. So, um, first off, as a disclaimer, um, if you can tell, the audio quality is a little lower. I'm not, I, I'm so exhausted today. Uh, I'm not in a hurry to do the high quality stuff. When I do that, it can take up to two to three hours to make a podcast episode when all said and done. And uh, I've got uh, finals coming up this week, so I, I can't spend that much time. But anyway, oh, also, I do plan on doing a Cyberpunk 2077, um, my thoughts on sort of thing, impression, review, if you will, um, later. I might do like a midway... You know what I mean? Like a, a part one of what where I'm at and what I think of. So far, I've logged about hmm, say seven hours in the game. I know it's a lot. Stress is a bitch. And so, um, and it, let me just say real quick, bugs aside, and, and bugs suck. And my game has crashed many times on my Xbox, and it is sometimes like, I got an Xbox One X, so it's not as bad, but sometimes I'm punching myself in the face. But usually, you know, other than that, there's the occasional uh, visual bugs. I've been lucky to not have anything more severe than that, other than those crashes, which get annoying. And I don't think we need to worry about the bugs so much. I mean, if we do, we need to hold Black Ops Cold War any Bethesda game to the same uh, level. And when you're actually playing Cyberpunk, so far, the eight hours I've, I just made it through the prologue, got the, with a bunch of side missions, got the, um, you know, the title screen, and then some went a little further. Holy God. Is the story not only immersive, riveting, you get attached to the characters, but the world building is amazing. The gameplay is fun. It is just a genuinely, it takes all my favorite elements of open world games and cuts out the fat, the stuff that makes me lose interest quickly. It is riveting from the story, and even when you're not playing the story, the side missions are not boring fetch quests. The gameplay mechanics are great. They're not perfect. It's not the greatest game ever. It's not reinventing the wheel. It just makes everything better, and the subtlety of game design is the greatest thing about it. So, so far, my first seven to eight hours... You know, just barely scratching the surface of the depth of this game. I'm having a fucking blast. So let's just get that out of the way. What a fun game so far. I'm actually about to play it. But I decided to do this first because I wanted to give my thoughts on it. About music. And you're probably like, oh my god, this guy won't shut up. I agree, I won't. But um, I was thinking about it. And recently, and by recently I mean just... This past week or so, I've been preparing the lyric music video for Versatile, which is going to be my new and final single dropping of 2020 on December 18th, this coming Friday. 
And while I'm very excited about that, it's a great song, and I'm excited for people to hear it, then the lyric video is hard. <laughs> it's it's good, but it's it was difficult to make. I I have to manually make it input every word, every letter, every transition, all of it. And so it's time it's time consuming to say the least. And it's and it's hard. You know, it's just exhausting. Usually for me to do a full-fledged three to four minute lyric video takes me about three and a half to four hours. Right? About an hour every minute. So it's time consuming, but it's worth it. It keeps good promos. It's 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 a good visual aid to, you know, anything to help keep the psychic brand, what I'm doing, the content I'm making interesting, right? So anyway... Also, I do want to give a special shout-out to, and the name just left me, but a um, special shout-out to anybody who listens, really. I made it on somebody's Spotify wrapped for their top five podcasts that they listen to. I think it was number three or four, and um, man, that just, you know, that that really just made my day to see that somebody else was like, hey, I listen to Psychic's you know, thoughts so much that's my top five podcasts. And they're listening to good podcasts like TED Talks and, and and like high quality shit and I made it in there. So thank you, um and, and thank you to everybody who decides to listen, even if you're only listening for a minute, who decides to watch my YouTube videos and uh and like and help me out when that happens, which is a whole nother thing, a fucking hater. And those who like, comment, share, engage support me in my music and my films and my content in general across the board whether it's on tiktok whether it's on instagram um i appreciate it 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 really does mean the world to me because i love doing it right it's something that i will continuously love to do right it's like a hobby even though technically it's a profession um but you guys push me Right when I'm writing that next song, I'm thinking, well, what will the people who enjoy my music will they vibe with this? Will they hate it? You know. And sometimes I'm like, yeah, they're gonna hate it, but I love it. <laughs> you know. Sometimes I gotta be me at the end of the day because that's what you guys are here to listen to. And I hope you remember when, when I'm saying something, or writing something, or doing something, and, and it's, you know, it's me. It will only ever be me. Um, I'll have influences, right? I've got my heroes. I've got my loved ones. I've got my friends. I I can change. I'm a person. But uh, you're not going to get someone who is fake, essentially. I'm not fake. I uh, just me. If you met me in person, this is pretty much how I am. I mean, I'm not always freestyling to people. Like, my girlfriend and we're long distance, but when we're together, um, I don't think I ever freestyle in front of her. And it's not because I don't want to. It's just because it's something that doesn't need to happen. I do it to myself, and sometimes she sees it, but... um, you know what I mean? It's just like one of those things where it's not its not like I'm hiding it. It's my deep secret. No. Um, but it's just that 
you know, it's just one of those things that I don't do it with my parents. It's just one of those things where I, I do it if people are interested or if I'm vibing or I do it to my, do it with myself. And then, of course, when I have to promote my content, I do it for that reason. But uh, that's the only difference, right? Some of the psychic stuff I do, you won't always just see or you won't notice I'm doing like rapping to myself, like writing a song. So many times I write majority of my music on my phone because I have bad handwriting and it takes me forever to write a sentence. Um, with my Not really, but it, it's just, you know, it's just harder and it wears down my hand. And I timed it one time just to see one verse of mine for, I think, split ends. Um, one of the verses in there. I I wrote, and, and the verse itself, when it's wrapped, is about 45 seconds, maybe a minute. Maybe it's one of the longer verses. So about that long when I'm wrapping it, and I'm wrapping it at, you know, 120 BPM. But um, typing it, I remember I retyped it just to, right, just to do this kind of like little uh, test on myself. Took me about three minutes to type it. Not even. Maybe even less, maybe a minute and a half to two minutes, really. I, I, I can't even remember now, but it was short. It was pretty quick to write um, to write about 200 words, something like that. Anyway, it's pretty quick. And then to write it in hand took me like 20 minutes. So that's part of the reason. And I just have sloppy handwriting, so I can barely read it. And when I'm recording, when I'm first recording it and kind of just pushing through it and getting a feel with the beat and everything, I'm reading off my phone. Uh, and then once I record it once after about a three-hour session on average, then I go and then I listen to it a bunch just on my phone, kind of partially memorize it, then do it again and then do it one more time. And so by the third time, usually the final time I'm recording a song, unless in the first take it comes out perfectly, then... Um, I've memorized, I'd say, 75 to 85% of it, right? And I'm still reading along on my phone, just in case, just to keep it, you know, just it's just my method, and to keep me focused. So anyway, that is uh, a little bit about how I, how I am in person, um, but the the reason I'm making this podcast episode is I just wanted to update on the music. A lot of things are happening now. So, for one... Actually, wait. Let, let's just take a... I know, I'm so bad at podcasts. I'm sorry. But thank you for sticking with me. Uh, we're going to do a quick, quick, quick uh, little ad spot break. And then I'll see you in a second. Thank you. Okay, and we're back now. Thank you all for tuning in to Psychic's Thoughts. I appreciate you supporting me in any way and listening. Uh, so anyway, I was talking about rapping and and how I write and all that. And that's, that's a whole nother beast on its own. <laughs> but, uh, but first off, when I'm, when I'm recording, um, it's hard sometimes. Sometimes I'm doing stuff that is exhausting. Like I'm getting an exercise. I'm sweating. I'm drinking three or four glasses of water. I'm on the verge of a breakdown. You know, it's so frustrating sometimes, but it's worth it at the end of the day. Um, 
sometimes it's hard for me to get in the booth and record, not just because of inspiration or because I'm, you know, because I'm, and not just because I have to push through and if I'm feeling down, but also I, there's this, uh, you know, I can gauge my energy. Not, not like, not like spiritual energy, a presence and presence in the room. No, no, no. I mean, my literal, like my, how energetic I am. If I'm extremely tired or exhausted, even if I could push through and record something, it sounds slower. It sounds less punchy. If I get into it or I'm feeling hype that day, you can tell. Split ends, for example. The song is designed to be more energetic and hyped, yes. But I was also, when recording, more energetic and hyped. It's interesting, Water Flows, I was almost just as energetic and hyped, except the fact that it was designed to be slower and more mellow. Um, but even then, if I'm more energetic and hyped, I can still hit uh, things better, right? I'm better at rapping when I'm more energetic. And, you know, of course, you'd be like, well, yeah, that makes sense. But, you know, um, sometimes when I'm making songs, I'm making songs that would be a song I could rap when I'm half asleep from a narcoleptic episode. But that doesn't mean I should be going through that as I'm recording. So I, I try to hold myself up to this professional standard, uh, semi-professional standard, as professional as I think I could be. And, you know, so when I when I drop a single or when I drop an album, this is the biggest thing that I think benefits me. Beyond the writing, which I think is my strongest area. I don't think I'm the greatest rapper ever. I don't think I probably won't ever be the greatest rapper ever. Um, some days I think I'm awful. Some days I think I'm good. Some days I think I'm the, the goat. But <laughs> but that's rare. And it's not because I hate myself. It's just because I'm realistic. And sometimes I hate myself. But that's not usually what dictates what I do. Um, but regardless of all that, the writing is my strongest area. Right. Uh, freestyling is the second strongest area. It's actually, some people say it is stronger, but they both feed off each other. And you give me five minutes to write a song, or you give me five minutes to freestyle, the writing will come out better. Um, so I'm a better writer. But they both feed out. The more I know how to freestyle and the more I write, the better each gets. And I hope those who have been with me long enough or those who are just here now understand that if they like what they see, if they went back a year or two years, dramatic improvement. And that's the goal. Every year, if it's just 1% better than I was before, that is a good enough improvement for me. But the strongest beyond the actual making of my music, whether it's freestyling or writing. And I'm actually getting pretty solid at producing beats, but I wouldn't say that's my strong suit. Um, recording is also obviously a strong suit. Some of the things that I'm rapping are not easy to rap in the sense that they're really fast sometimes, they take a lot of breathing control, sometimes they're tongue twisters, and sometimes they're all of them at the same time. And it's hell on earth trying to record it, but it's worth it. And really fun once I get it down but anyway <laughs> it, it it's I look asthmatic sometimes once I'm done with like uh, the the verse from bullet or um, you know whatever 
So that's all well and good. But actually, the strongest thing is not just my rapping. If we're just comparing my rapping to some of my other peers, I don't even stand a fucking chance. I'm good. I might hold my own for a minute. But like my friend sees, God, he's good. Like (laughs) The natural talent and ability that pours out of him every day is unfucking believable Every time, every time he sends me a demo, I'm like, ah, shit. (laughs) You know, not because he's bad. He's great. And I'm always excited to hear it and give him my feedback. But... But because I know as soon as he sends me that, I'm, I'm going to have to record something because I'm going to feel like I got to keep up. Not to beat him, not even to be in his league, just to not fall behind him because I'm just like, shit. That's how good he is in, in my personal opinion. So, you know, and we all have those artists and friends that we look up to, uh, C's, Eminem, <laughs> Um, and a handful of others. Extreme X, of course. Shout out to my man. He just got signed, so congrats to him. Holy Lord Goose. He's making a, a bounce back. And uh, and so many more. Eulogy. God damn, Eulogy's good. And it's not Eulogy like... That's the play on words. It's U-L-A-G. If you guys want to look him up. C's is not spelled like the word. It's different. S-E-I-Z. And so on and so forth. So... Check those guys out. They're fucking awesome. But anyway, the but when when C sends me something, I'm like, oh shit, I gotta get better. But but when all of a sudden done, he is more talented. Just raw talent in writing, in recording, in producing, in all of it. He's a better rapper. He's actually meant for it. I don't always feel like I'm meant to rap. Um, and he's actually really good at freestyling too, even though he doesn't show it often, which I I wish he would do personally because i love freestyling and i love when he freestyles but anyway he's killer at it and so what what separates me from him is well a we're two different people (laughs) duh but the bigger thing for me is that the way i market things it's not to say he markets things poorly we just do it differently i probably don't do it I probably do it in a degree that it's actually exhausting. It's exhausting for me to do, so I can't imagine somebody else. But, you know, my primary social media source is Instagram. And I do other social media like Twitter and TikTok and all these things, Reddit even. But Instagram is kind of the amalgamation of all those things. So that's where I do everything. That's... Excuse me, that's where I build everything. That's um that's the starting point and then I send everything else out to Facebook and Twitter and all those other places. So, um and the problem with Instagram is even though it's great in terms of the variety of tools and the amount of people that's on there and the ease in which you can navigate things, the reach for an artist just to get somebody to not only see their stuff and follow them and not be a spam bot and not be a hater is really fucking difficult, especially if you're not trying to pay. And sometimes I pay when I'm doing big promos. but um, And then even when you get somebody to hit the follow button, which isn't hard, but even once you get them to press that to keep them and or for them to see your content... I get 150 of my 830 followers, uh, 20 followers, 820 followers just about, only about 150 of them see my stuff daily. That's ridiculous. (laughs) 
I don't even get the reach. I'm supposed like that should be the guarantee. You should get a hundred percent of your followers should see your stuff instantly. Then everybody, then the reach and the engagement, all that that should also be expanded upon to reach more people without having to pay and without being so restrictive. Bump that up a little bit, and I guarantee you, you'll have more people. That's the beauty of TikTok, open algorithm. Even then, that's becoming more and more restrictive. But anyway. So, um, so yeah, I think that's, but even, it doesn't matter if I have three followers or 500. The, the way I, I do films, music, anything psychic related is I make it like it's a big deal. I make it like I got signed to Interscope and it's my first debut album drop on a national level where I'm going to be played, you know, my face is going to be in Times Square. That's how I treat every project when I'm preparing it, promoting it, and releasing it. I think that's important, not only for consistency, but also to show I care in ways that other people may not understand. The graphics, to make them clean and simple and easy to read and wanting and and interesting. Not boring, not simple, but subtle and interesting. Um, I see so many local rappers who may be more talented than me have like really weird graphic designs. I can't tell what they are or, or you know, really low quality. And it doesn't, I, I don't even use Photoshop. I just use free apps and try to make things simple. Or I get help in, in making the graphics, the album covers, the single covers. And, and then doing lyric videos or doing rhyme highlight videos or doing freestyle videos. Or doing music videos or short clips. All these things to promote my music in a visual aspect. Since we live in a visual world. And I'm a filmmaker. So I do know how to tap into that at times. That's important to me. And to hype it up. And to drop Easter eggs. Oh god, I love dropping Easter eggs. We're going to get that into... uh, We're going to get into that in a minute. Let me take another break. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to Psychic Thoughts. Anyway, <laughs> the Easter eggs and or hidden messages and teases, you know. The first one I ever did, first big one I ever did, was for Superdome. And at that point, I was a year into telling people um, I was making it, and it's a real thing. At the time, it was called Totalitarian Rhymes. What a stupid name. But um, but I was but but I was getting a bunch of my friends and some other people excited for it. They've never heard me rap, never made a song, and yet at that point, I was sitting on ten of the twelve songs already. I, I did the demos and I was just ready to clean and polish them. And so. What did I do? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what I did. I, I'm i sorry. I'm so exhausted. I've been doing finals prep all day. I, It was very simple. <laughs> it's stupid, actually. On Snapchat, which is what I was actually primarily using before I made an Instagram dedicated to psychic stuff, I posted Superdome backwards. Like the lettering, backwards. Like I'm dyslexic. No, no offense to the dyslexic community. I love you guys. I have many friends who are dyslexic. Nothing against them. I'm just saying, that's 
how it was perceived. And people clearly knew it was teasing something, which was great. Well, it really would suck if you're teasing something and nobody knows you're even trying to tease something. You know what I mean? But there's no hint at that time. At that point, everyone thought it was totalitarian rhymes, so they thought maybe it was my next film. Right. Maybe like some weird fantasy title. And then once I announced the actual title, people were like, oh, well, shit, that's what you meant? And that was a great feeling. That was simple. And since then, I've taken it up a degree. But um, I love teasing stuff. I love doing small promos, getting people hyped, seeing their reaction, having them engage and engaging with them. Not just freestyles. I mean when there's an album or a single, but more importantly, an album. Or mixtape, you know, like, like Superdome, like the the psychological. Psychological was cool. I was telling people I was dropping it. I started showing screenshots of demos, of just just like what you would see on like, on a Mac, but not the titles of anything. I made them all untitled. Um, Superdome was real fun. I wrote a lot of handwritten stuff to make it look, you know. And that's how the cover looked, too. The cover's littered with Easter eggs of the Superdome mixtape. And Psychic Logical, too. So every big... And, of course, Brain Tapes. Brain Tapes was really fun because it was on the heels. It came out... I finished making it four months after it came out, about five... five, Yeah, about five and a half months after um, Psychic Logical. And so I finished it, and I'm, and as I fin- once I finished it and submitted it, and th- then I started promoting it. And I waited a little while to give the name. So I was just dropping hints and, and, and pictures, and it was a really fun time. And that brings us up to speed now, post-Brain Tapes Volume 1. Now, I've already... Now it's a balancing act because it's it's going between dropping clues, enigmas, actually sharing content, actually making something new that's substantial, whether it's just a single, an album, a film, whatever it is, not just social media stuff. And so it's a balance between all those. And so So I have a you know I have the single versatile which is my last single of twenty twenty, which is kind of fun, and the reason why it is I technically could have done more, but um, the reason why it is is a I want to use my time after I finish finals, use my winter break in quarantine to finish up as many songs projects and promo material as I can. That way, when I'm starting school back up, I can just drop and do a little promo and not have to worry about recording and perfecting it. Because holy God, finishing up Psychic Logical was tricky because I finished it two days before my birthday (laughs) and 12 days before coronavirus really started breaking out. And so that was rough. 
right? With school transitioning online, me celebrating my 20th birthday, um, all these things happening. And I, and the most important thing, like I even told my dad, I said, he's like, what do you want to do for your birthday? I'm like, oh, well, you know, um, you know, something easy. I'm, I'm easy. Have, have some spaghetti. I love spaghetti. And uh, watch a good movie. And he's like, sounds good. And he's like, nothing else? I'm like, no, really. <laughs> Honestly, I'm too stressed. I set this deadline, and by March 2nd, I want to get psychological. By March 1st, I wanted to have psychological finished, recorded, checked everything, and submitted to CD Baby by that point. And that was my only goal, and I actually did it. I did it on the 1st of March. Because then on the 2nd of March, I was going to announce the release date with the album cover. On Jan- in, Because in January, I announced that I'm making Psychic Logical, and that's coming, 2020. Um, I What's cool about that is... My plan from the beginning with Psychic Logical was to drop five songs as singles and then five songs on the album. And it was kind of cool. I actually enjoyed doing that. I don't think I'll do that again for a while just because those singles didn't quite get enough airplay. You know, if you will, enough streams to really be worthy of that. But to be to be honest with you, though, Psychic Logical is my most streamed album. But anyway... <laughs> um so I, I did that and so when I was so when I posted the final single of those five singles that I was posting, I was posting the final one. It was produced by my man C's, it was hype. The reason why is that one is because I mean it's a kick ass song, but it's also last single and it was gonna be and I was dropping it on the day I was announcing the title Psychic Logical saying coming twenty twenty. I wanted to announce it on New Year's, but there's too much going on then, so I decided to wait. So I did. And I announced it like January 13th, 15th, something like that, mid-January. And then the following day, Eminem dropped Music to be Murdered by Out of Surprise. And that was really cool to have my um, first big album title revealed and my last single to promote that album title and then have Eminem drop his project, which then inspired me on the rest of Psychic Logical, which is kind of cool. So that's kind of how that went. That was a big deal for me. It was my first thing to go on Apple Music and Spotify and set all these things up. And so brain tapes. Oh, man. Fun time. Take one more break, and then I'll tell you about that and wrap this up. Okay, and we're back, ladies and gentlemen. So, The Brain Tapes, Volume 1. You see, I finished... I was actually going to drop Psychic Logical and then work on my new spider film, The Web, which is still in pre-production. And I'm very excited about making it. I can't. God damn it. For many reasons, mostly because of coronavirus. But I'm not complaining. So many more people are affected and hurt by coronavirus. Oh, well, I don't get to make my short film. I can wait. Plus, it gives me time to get better at the other thing I love now, which is rap. So, um, but my original goal was to drop Psychic Logical. And then over the summer, 
hammer out pre-production and make the web film. And thank God I didn't because I rewrote a lot of the dialogue and made it way better now. So I'm glad I had time to sit on that. But but there was that there was a period where I, I already came to the realization the day I dropped Psychological, I'm not making my movie. Right? And so I was like, okay, now what the fuck do I do? Because I love making music and I want to keep making music. And I'm not at a place where I can just drop something and disappear. I have to keep it consistent. Yeah, sure, I'll be consistent on social media. People know that. But I have to be consistent in terms of work for myself, but also for this progress I'm making. And uh, and that was tricky. So the first month of Psychological was release of April was actually pretty solid. Good feedback. All my friends listened, you know, got all the love, got all the support. Was amazed of how many people listened to it. Absolutely stunned. And I still am to this day. And it was out everywhere and that was fun. And then May hit around and fucking A, dude. May was hammering me in the ass. Because, um, it was just like all the hate. It's like everybody waited 30 days, then became a dick. Not the people, not friends, and not the not the fans, not people who initially listened, but more people came through telling me it was, it was awful, it didn't work on this. And then I had some new people who gave me constructive criticism, which I'm fine with. I like the constructive criticism. I was also getting hate at the same time, so it was kind of just exhausting. I was just like, shit, why do I even make this if I'm just getting constructive criticism on one hand and death threats on the other? So I did kind of remind myself people like it too. That's why they're giving constructive criticism. It's probably why some hate it because they're like, damn, that's good. I hate myself. <laughs> no, but seriously, it was rough through me. And I made uh, Spinning Flames and I was releasing it on the anniversary of Superdome, which is, um, you know, mid-May. So, um, so that was, that was cool. That was my first single post psychic logical and I was finishing up my semester of school and uh, I was thinking I was actually drafting out an album that I wanted to have out by December people it's December there is no album out so I realized in the process of drafting this album, while I liked the idea, I wanted it, if it's going to be the way I was planning it, I needed way more time. I mean like a couple of years to really make it good. And who knows, it, it might not ever be made. I might just diverge into something better. That's usually how it works. So I decided, well, what can I do? I want to drop music. I don't necessarily need it to be another psychological. I don't need 10 songs. Um, I don't need it to be as much hype. It will. I will still treat it as much. You know, still project, a brain baby of mine. But it doesn't need to be. So what's a little less than an album, an EP, a mixtape? So bam, that's where that came from. I'm like, okay, so I'll do a mixtape. I'm like, it can't be as long as Superdome. Superdome is actually the length of an album, right? So I looked through Psychological, I started listening to stuff, and I was making demos. I was writing music, I was still making songs. They just didn't have anything to be a part of collectively. They were just songs, good ones, but just songs. 
And then something clicked one day, I think in late May, yeah. May 28th, I believe. I was writing, and I was listening to Eminem's Infinite, his first album. And it's a great album, by the way. And it really inspired me in many ways um, throughout my life, but um, it got me thinking. And and I was listening to some other stuff and looking at some other stuff. I'm like, well, wait a second. Why don't I just do a mixtape? Really hone in and not make 10 good songs or 10 songs, three of them really fucking good, two or three of them good, then three or four okay, and then the rest meh. Why don't I just make six that are really good or great? Or seven. Or eight. Eight or lower is what between my idea was between five and eight. But I like even numbers for, for projects. So so I landed on I actually wrote originally wrote ten songs in the original track list for what was eventually to become the Brain Tapes Volume One. And the reason why I wanted it to be a volume is because I wanted to keep it open for A, if it was successful, and B, brain tapes is a general thing. It's me leaking my brain. It doesn't have to have connective tissue. It allows me to release semi-professional, bigger projects, to be confident about it, to have a collection of really good, hard-hitting, precise songs that people want to bump to, and that's it. Right? I don't want to make, I don't want to try to make a Tepimpa butterfly every fucking time. And I know I'll never be able to make anything that good, but you know what I mean? I don't want to make an album that involved every time. It's exhausting, it's time-consuming, and I'm not that good, and I can't, and the growth can't be noticeable at that point. I don't want to oversaturate my own music. So I devised that because it's a way to have condensed projects that are still really hard to make. Do not get me wrong, it is not any easier than Psychic Logical. Other than it's less to manage. It's not even less to managing promos. It's just less to listen to for the audience. It's actually more to manage in promos because I learned to do lyric videos at that point more consistently. And a bunch of other promo techniques that I've been learning. So, but I want to keep it open. I want to be volume one. Maybe... In a year or so, I'll have two or three volumes by that point. And then maybe I have an album or two on top of that. That alleviates pressure, allows me to keep making music without having to worry to say, does this connect? Without having to write songs that specifically link to other songs all the time. I'm not good at that, if you haven't picked up on. I'm terrible at it, actually. (laughs) I'm trying to get better, but it's hard. So I want to give myself flexibility and a place to still make something a big deal. Because I love dropping singles, but sorry, they do not get me enough. It's weird. All my other friends who do singles, when they drop them, they actually do better than when they do albums. And for me, it's the other way around. And I like the cycle of dropping a project, whether it's an EP or an album, and then disappearing for a few months to work on the next thing and maybe dropping a single or two in between to keep people salivating, but that's it. I like that cycle. And so... So, yeah, and... 
the brain tapes did well. It actually did. I really did a lot to make it as as first of all to make it quickly. My goal was to not lose momentum off of psychic logical. I was not going to release it in December. I wanted it, you know, once I figured it out in, in May, sort of getting a feel, and then by early June, I really knew what I was doing and started making demos and more and more. And so by June, I was like, okay, I have to have this finished by the end of summer. And I did. It took a lot of work. Um, because I didn't just make six songs and like, well, that's it. I'm good. No, I wrote way many, way more songs and I, I made uh, 10 or 11 songs in that time frame. And I went back and forth on the track list. And I remember the day I got out of the, my shower and listened to music in the shower for inspiration. Some, you know, I, I listened just to get me going for the day. And I was thinking about it and I was like, wait. Okay, I see. I was running through the songs and I was thinking, okay, what are the songs that if I had to play in front of somebody, you know, a family member, if I had to play my favorite songs from my album, which ones would I choose, which ones would I skip and just say, oh, they'll learn it on their own, you know? I was thinking that and applying it to what I had in the brain tapes at that point, and I figured it out and I cut two songs. I originally had ten songs, cut it down to eight, brought it back up ten to ten, yeah, and then the final edit, I was like, I don't need these four songs. They're good, and I might improve on them later. I might not add them to anything ever. They may not just be good enough. So I cut them, thank God, and that was it. And that's where I landed with the six songs that make up the Brain Tapes Volume 1 today. And that was uh, July. I want to say July 7th, around that time. And so I had those demos already, so then I just hammered in, finished it, got the album cover, got the promos ready, promoted the shit out of it, and and I wanted to have it done by, I wanted to have it out on August 25th, but because of coronavirus, because of uncertainty, and all these other things, I decided to push it back a couple weeks to September 18th. And just know, when I drop music the, the 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 dates mean something or if they don't they usually correlate with something that's that i find important numerically or whatever it's just a weird thing of mine and then once i drop in well once i drop them i uh they're important they're days that they're they're days in my life that i will celebrate for the rest of my life and that's something that i love to do even if my music isn't the best it's something that i was able to accomplish how many people do you know are able to, in their first year, yeah, in their first year of truly learning how to get into the rap world, in terms of everything, really, um, and they're f- from their first project releasing on Apple Music and iTunes and Spotify, which isn't, which is now not the hardest thing to do, it's still difficult though. At the quality in which I do, which it may not be the best music, but it sure damn is good quality. I make sure of that. To have that, something I can always look back on and say, I made this. I made a 10-track album and released it in April of 2020. And then five months later, I released a six-track EP. And then in between that, two singles. Or three, however many singles. (laughs) You know? 
along with my films. Those are always things I can look back on. So April 3rd, 2020, um, May 19th, 2019, or 17th. I was getting mixed up if it was on the 17th, 18th, or 19th. It was that weekend. That's It's weird. That date fucks with me. September 18th. Days that will always be important in my head. So, anyway, this was going to be short, I know. <laughs> it's not. That's okay. So, I I have now, I announced phase four. I, I break every project up into phases, and it's not always every album, right? It, it, it's just one of those things where, for me to organize and for me to kind of, kind of do a, a light reboot, a light reset. So, light reboot. Phase four is kicked off. I, I think I announced it in October. And I announced that I'm making... That Brain Tapes Volume 2 is one of those things. I'm not going to try to hide the title. Clearly, if there's a Volume 1, there's a Volume 2 coming. It's just what songs, how good. Of the snippets of demos and lyric things and highlights and all those things that my fans have heard... Which song is which? Where is it going to be? Which song are singles? Where are the singles going to land? All those things. And so yesterday, after hearing more rumors about Eminem, our music to be murdered by possible B-side, which would be awesome, got me thinking about, oh shit, what am I doing now? I'm almost finished with school. I've dedicated this winter break for my productive side of my life. Other than losing myself in cyberpunk, I'm going to finish a lot of music and um, write more of my film. And so, and do more psychic stuff. That's the goal, right? Anything more and better. <laughs> and so, um, I thought of, let's take it back to the Superdome days. Do a handwritten, a lot of Easter eggs, a lot of teases. Something that fans, if they really care, can look into and try to decipher. And it's like the Superdome cover. And a lot of these new songs I'm working on harken back to that. And actually, one day in... On September 28th, just 10 days after I finished, or September 25th, yeah, September 25th, my bad, a week, exactly a week, seven days after I dropped Brain Tapes Volume 1, when I should have just still been celebrating, I think I should now just make a rule where I just celebrate for a month and not, I'm not too hard on myself, um, I'm like, I gotta make more music, I wrote a bunch of things, I was going through a dark time, I was I was stressed, a lot of things were going on, and in one day between online classes, I recorded four demos, and those four demos are making up a majority of an EP that I'm working on, from one day, isn't that crazy? So yeah, um, I'm, I'm insane in the capacity that, I'm, I don't consider myself a workhorse, I just consider my, I just love what I do, and I get passionate and I get into it. Lyric videos are time, all of this is time consuming, it's exhausting, but I love doing it, regardless of the hate, regardless of everything. It's something I love to do, and I love planning it. I love, fucking love, like, listening to my demos sometimes, usually it's for review. I don't often actually love listening to my demos, I'm like, oh god, but I love the process of the pre-production, the under wraps. I like treating it like it is the Eminem project that no one's allowed to know but me. It's something so satisfying. It sounds nerdy when I say it out loud, but it's satisfying to keep everything under wraps. Small teases. This is a new song. This is a demo. Here's some lyrics. 
here's a freestyle about this. And then, um, and then to plot out my, my track list. Oh, what demos work best? What would this be good for? Brain Tapes Volume 2. The, the, the Dark Tapes. The, not gonna say that. Don't wanna, don't wanna reveal that one yet. I almost did. I wasn't paying attention. It's kind of getting lost in the in the thought process there. Anyway, um, so yeah, I, I like doing that. I like the teases. I love doing Easter eggs. I I don't know if anybody's actually zooming in like this motherfucker. You know, I don't think it's that dedicated of a base where people are like, oh my god, Psychic just released a tease. What does it mean? What does it mean? I don't think anybody's doing that, but I don't care because I love making it that way. I love promoting stuff like that. And then doing traditional promos. Of course, that's all well and good. So all in all, that's just a little sliver on some of the processes I go through to make the music I've made this year. And it's been a it's been a hard year. It's been a tumultuous year, but it's been a successful one for me in the psychic realm. From these podcasts, from Spotify, from Apple Music, from making an album, an EP, a bunch of singles, writing a screenplay, one of my best films to date. Growing my Instagram following from 510 followers to 820, completely rebranding myself, creating a website, and so much more, and only gearing myself in a position where I can keep doing this for as long as I want to, and for 2021 to be even better. It's a good place to be, and I have to remind myself of that. And that's why I made this. Not just to remind myself. To give you guys a little insight, to let you know I'm still here, I'm still kicking, I'm still doing what I love. And I'll keep on doing what I love until the day I die. Sometimes what I love will change, sometimes I won't love it for a while. Sometimes I just have to do something else. But all in all, it's been a great year. My single comes out Friday. I will be teasing and promoting a lot more in the coming months. And I can't wait for 2021 and the Psychic brand to grow. So thank you all. To all my supporters, my friends, my fans, my family, anybody who has supported me, who is listening, means the world to me. Keeps me going, keeps me happy, keeps me wondering in the back of my mind, what do I do next for me and what do I do next for them? Thank you all so much for joining me. Have a great time. Stay safe.